Welcome to Nurture in Nature Radio, your weekly nature playlist for kids and families. Join us each week where we'll show you how getting outdoors with your family can help your kids be happier, healthier and smarter. And you'll open the door to a whole lot of fun too. So come on, lace up your boots and let's go and play outside. Here's your host, Tanya Maloney. Hello everyone and welcome to Nurture in Nature Radio. This is episode number seven and I am your host Tanya Maloney. Thanks for coming along to play with us today and I'm so glad you did because I have an interview for you that features just a wonderful lady who's also a very good friend of mine now her and her family. Her name is Janice Swaysgood and she's the Director of Natural Families for the Children and Nature Network in the US but of course that's a worldwide organization as well. So as I said before Janice is the Director of Natural Families for the Children and Nature Network and she's also the co-founder of Family Adventures in Nature which is a family nature club that serves over 1,000 families in the San Diego region. So Janice will share with us all about family nature clubs and the great resources available through the Children and Nature Network to help you if you're interested in setting one up. In her Family Nature Club, she's seen over 1,000 families get back outside and reconnect with the natural world and with each other. Janice and I will discuss her own family's nature connection and how they use time in nature to connect to each other. They also use it as a means of restoration and help their kids learn to love and care for the natural world. Janice will also be issuing you a challenge to get outdoors together with another family or families for a nature outing together. And we know that when you do that, your kids will be continually asking you when the next adventure is. And that's a great thing. Now, you've probably already guessed that one of my favourite things to talk about is how to get outdoors more often with your family. And one of my other favourite things is getting outdoors together with other families as well. So I know you'll enjoy my chat with Janice. Let's get into the interview and I'll see you on the other side. So hi everyone, Tanya Maloney here and I'm very excited today to be speaking with Janice Swaysgood. Uh, Janice is a teacher and she's the founder of a family nature club called Family Adventures in Nature uh, in the San Diego area. Uh, She's also the national coordinator of nature clubs for families with the Children and Nature Network Um, and she lives in San Diego with her husband and her two very adventurous young sons. So welcome Janice and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, and I'd love you to share with us really how you got started playing in this space and you know, what you do in your role as an advocate for getting families and kids out in nature. Sure. I, um, my husband and I both, when we met, we were always kind of adventurous people ourselves. We like to travel and hike and camp and we did that together before we had children. And when children came along, a lot of people said, oh, everything's going to change now. You'll, you won't be doing that anymore. And we thought... Oh, I hope that's not true. And we really made a pact with each other and decided to to keep our lives as much as possible the way they were, um, incorporating our children into our lives instead of changing everything that we do. Um, What we do is it looks different when you do it with kids, of course, of course. But um, 
back in 2009, we read Last Child in the Woods by Richard Louth, of course. Um, and when we read that, he talks about family nature clubs in the book. And we really thought, hmm, this is, it just seemed like a calling to us because we had already at that point, our boys were, you know, they were young, they were toddlers still, but, um, but we thought we're already inviting other families to come with us when we go on hikes with them. The hikes look different. They're not, it's not about getting the 10 miles to the waterfall anymore. It's about stopping at the creek and letting the kids toss pebbles in or, you know, it's, it's more about them experiencing nature and really through them, you learn to see the world in a different way. Again, you learn to see it for the first time and experience it in a different way. And so we took the calling and we thought, well, let's start a club. And so we did back in 2009 and, um, I became, we both became involved with the San Diego Children and Nature Collaborative, which is the local, you know, regional movement here in San Diego. And through, through volunteering w with our Family Nature Club and volunteering with the San Diego Children and Nature Collaborative, I also became involved, of course, with the Children and Nature Network, which is the national organization for us. And um, about a year and a half ago, they offered me the position of National Coordinator for Nature Clubs for Families, which I humbly but readily accepted the challenge of, of that. So that's kind of my story of how I got to where I'm at today. So, so I probably should ask you how you fit it all in. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's challenging, but it's doable. And, and it's something you're passionate about. So very much so. makes life a lot uh, easier and happier and the kids can be involved. So even better. Yes. Uh, so what exactly are family nature clubs and, and why are they important for our, our kids and the community really at large? Well, that's a good question. Um, basically, family nature clubs are just any group of, of people. It could be family, extended family, close friends that get together on a reasonably regular basis with the purpose of getting kids back outside and connected to the natural world. Um, hopefully that, in, that includes some free time for free play, which our kids these days don't really have. I know that it's part of our club to incorporate a lot of free play within our quote unquote structured activities. We want to have that time to just be kids again and run in the canyons, you know, somewhat supervised instead of totally yes. unsupervised like it was when I was a kid. Yes. But um, so basically, you know, people get together and um, get kids back out into the natural world. Uh, and do you find the adults generally love it just as much as the kids do? <laughs> I do, and I, I forgot to answer the second part of your question, and that was about what benefits are there to families and the community. Um, the benefits are, are numerous and almost unexplainable to a certain degree because there are so many benefits to everyone involved, including at the community, state, and environmental level, if you want to talk about world ecology, because the stewards that are going to be taking care of the earth our kids now. I mean, it's not, it's not too late for them. It's not something that we have to go back to, but they need to be connected to the natural world in, in order to learn to love it and take care of it. So the benefits for families are that family nature clubs really take away a lot of the barriers that there are to getting out. Mm -hmm. So somebody's afraid there's a mom who's got her preschoolers at home um, or even her, even her younger kids at home after school and they want to go play in the canyon or mm -hmm go into the woods or whatever, they don't maybe feel comfortable doing that by themselves. No. When you're with a group, there's safety in numbers. Yeah. A lot of people have fears also of natural hazards. When you're with somebody 
else who might have a little bit more experience or more comfort level with that, you learn to face those fears and realize that through a little bit of education and healthy sense of fear, for instance, rattlesnakes, mountain lions, poison oak, those types of things, um, bears in some cases. <laughs> um, <laughs> But with a healthy sense of, you know, a good education about it and, and a healthy sense of fear, it's not something that should keep you from going outside. We know that the, the um, negative effects of not going outside, the risks of staying inside are greater than the risks of going outside. So family nature clubs help families break down some of those barriers and get, get nature back on the family calendar. It's a lot easier. Sometimes people don't know where to go. So if there's a family nature club, that has something scheduled for you, and all you have to do is, is lace up your shoes, pack a snack and sunscreen, and go, it's much easier. So it really, they enable people to get connected on a regular basis. Great. And, and I read somewhere, um, I'm not sure whose, whose book it was in, but it was, it was fantastic to say that there was really, you know, there's really no uh, bad weather, there's just bad equipment and bad preparation. Yeah, that's a, that's a real common saying here from Alaska to the Midwest. We can't, we can't really take that claim here in San Diego because there is not really much bad weather at all. <laughs> Lovely. I'm looking forward to going there later this year, which will be great. So, um, okay, so let's talk about your own family adventures in Nature Club. And sure. what are some of the things that you – what are some of the activities that you do? You, you've said, you know um, – climbing in the canyon and, and doing that sort of stuff, but it, mm -hmm. how does that look? It looks very varied. Um, we have what we call an umbrella club or a mother club, and then within that we have um, about eight or nine sub clubs, so we call them nearby nature clubs. With the, the big club, Family Adventures in Nature, meets two to three times a month on the weekends, and we do usually a little bit more adventurous a little bit further from home type activities, at least further from our home. Mm -hmm. um, anything from hiking to camping to going tide pooling down at the tide pools to visiting the desert. We are very lucky here in San Diego that we have a, a variety of activities that we can partake in um, as a club. So we really try to vary on the weekends what we do a lot. Um, during the week is when most of those nearby nature clubs meet. And the goal of those is really to get people connected to their nearby nature. So the canyon that's a five-minute walk from their house or the, the park that has a natural area that's, you know, maybe a 10-minute drive from their house. But to really get people connected to what's in their own backyard. And sometimes it is your own backyard. Yeah, um, and so those clubs meet anywhere between – some of them meet only once a month. Some of them meet every week. But – our club offers, I would say, um, upwards of 12 to 18 experiences per month that people can plug into and participate in. Wow. So there's lots of, there's, there's really no excuse for parents to uh, say there's nothing to do or kids to say there's nothing to do, is there? No. <laughs> San Diego weather. So, um, okay, so say, for example, I wanted to set up a family nature club where I live or, you know, or, or someone out there wants to do that. You know, it seems like... A big undertaking or a reasonably big undertaking and I guess it's scalable um, mm -hmm. you know and I, I don't want to put it in the too hard basket it's important to me so how do I how do I start can I start small is there are there resources around that I can tap into of course and I would absolutely recommend that you start small mm -hmm. and let it grow as quickly or as slowly and uh, to whatever size you're comfortable with mm -hmm. there are um, 
over 160 family nature clubs that are registered with the Children in Nature Network in, in the United States. Um, and they range in size from, you know, 10 families to upwards of 900 families. Wow. Obviously, 900 families don't go at one time. We have about 900 families in ours, but, you know, but we don't have that many come to, to each event. The idea is to get them out um, exploring. So my recommendation is start small, start where you're at. If going out onto little hikes with your kids is something that you already do, invite a couple of friends along for a couple of times and see what that feels like. Um, and then move forward and start, you can start looking into more of the resources that there are available, such as the Children and Nature Network has a free toolkit that you can download um, that gives you some tips and suggestions on how to start a family nature club. Um, and then if you start searching the web, there are a lot of, of resources. Um, the National Wildlife Federation here in the United States has um, what um, a little movement that they call the Green Hour, so greenhour.org, and it forwards you to the Be Out There campaign of theirs, which is fantastic. It's got a lot of resources. Um, greenheartsinc.org is another really great website that has a play handbook for, for families um, that's downloadable for free. Um, let's see, there's um, Nature Rocks is another one. They also have a toolkit, I believe, for free that you can download and move there. So there are really a lot of resources out there. But the, the key thing is to really start small, start where you are, and grow from there. And, you know, I guess it's just about making a more concerted effort. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously we know it's important. Um, mm -hmm. But just about making choices, you know, we, we, for example, I'll give you a quick example. Um, I have a mother's group and, you know, my, it was going down, we were going down to the city to visit our mother's group and normally we'd go to someone's house or we'd, you know, have a coffee at the coffee shop and that's never fun with kids um, or relaxing <laughs> for anyone. Um, so what I said to the girls was, you know, let's go outside. There's a, there's a nature park 10-minute drive away. There's no, par you know, no parking fees. You get a parking parking spot straight away and I'd organize a little family you know a little nature scavenger hunt mm -hmm. something easy that the kids could do um, of course three and four year olds or two to four year olds lasted about two minutes doing the actual structured activity and then they just went and played in the dirt right <laughs> you know or under the rocks and looked you know there was a little bit of structure but and I think for me that was just about making a choice that's a, that's a great example. The nearby clubs that I talked about before, the nearby nature clubs, most of those are preschool-aged children, at least the ones that meet in the morning. And that's what we're really trying to encourage folks to do is instead of a regular play date where you meet in somebody's living room or at a coffee shop or at a regular traditional playground, to just take it to a different setting and see what happens. And that's another thing I think people, a lot of people think they've got to have something planned. Like I can't do this because I have to plan an activity for, for the kids. I've got to go and do a scavenger hunt or have a story time or have a nature craft or whatever. And you really don't. It's really about getting the kids connected and playing and having fun with each other, with their families in the natural world. And, you know, and, and by the time we'd finished, they were all exhausted, so they all slept great. Right. <laughs> That's another great benefit. <laughs> and there wasn't many fights over dinner either because they, they were all starving, hungry after after that. So <laughs> so that was great. good. Um, so what, you know, what do you find that, that parents and, and people wanting to set family nature clubs ask you the most? What is What are the things you kind of get asked for help with? 
Well, kind of just what you said, like, how do I do it? You know, so, um, and I, that's my basic advice is to kind of start small, start where you're at. Um, if we have a, a new leader in our club, um, and this is a model that we're trying to promote some of having clubs within clubs because it tends to grow and you get more people connected, the more opportunities that you that you have each month. So um, we try to provide them either out of our own pockets or if we get every once in a while we get some donations um, because we're not a 501c3. Um, so we can't apply for grants or anything, but we provide our leaders with um, a resource backpack. So it might have some fold out field guides, some magnifying glasses, some bug boxes, things, little tools that are simple and easy to get, get kids connected, you know, get them playing and exploring. And I mean, observing leaves with the magnifying glass to a two or three or an eight year old is like, it's like magic for some of them or seeing a worm, finding a worm and then watching it under the magnifying glass, just how it moves. And you can see the little segments and everything. It's really fantastic. Yeah, we, have, um, we found, a, found a bug this morning and, you know, it wasn't moving. But I said, uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's dead. My little boy was a bit worried it was dead. But I think it's I said it's just probably scared. So I put it in his hand and, you know, it just started crawling around and he was so excited. Fascinated, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah we put it on a leaf outside and, you know. Simple things like that, and he'll remember that. He will. <laughs> Little things like that. So, yeah. Excellent. Um, so, have you got any? Have you got anything else you'd like to add, or any final words of, I guess, advice? Or, or as you said before, what are people asking you, who are in the clubs? Okay. Well, there's. The clubs? That that's a good question. I've got I've got two answers kind of to that because. I've got my boys are in school, so I have parents. You know, they find out about the club and they kind of come and well, I don't know, I don't want to go out. What about, what about X? And it's usually fear related somehow. My kid doesn't like to hike. I, they're not gonna, they've never been hiking. They're not gonna like it. What, what do I do about that? What do I do about, oh no, there's snakes out there. I'm not going out there, there's snakes. So I can't, what do I do about that? So it's usually what about some kind of a fear related thing. Mm -hmm. And um, that is answered by some of those benefits we talked about earlier in terms of getting being safety in numbers. You know, there's strangers out there, <laughs> even though crimes against children we know have gone down, people are still scared and we need to kind of meet them where they're at and, and validate that because I don't care what the statistics are when we're talking about my babies, you know, I, I want them to be in a safe place. Um, but that doesn't mean that I have to hover and sit on their shoulders either. We can create spaces that, allow kids to connect and have free play and sometimes destroy nature by, by having them in, in clubs and playing with other kids. Um, so there's kind of that what if, but then it's interesting. Once people have come on one or two adventures, as we call them, hikes or tide pooling or whatever, um, the question is, oh my God, this was so great. When is the next one? Yeah. Which is really, I just got goosebumps, which is really, you know, that's why we do it. People often ask me also, why do you do this and how do you fit it in? And like, what are you thinking kind of thing? But those are people that haven't experienced it and don't have the same connection to it all yet. You know, I'm not trying to, to badmouth anybody, of course, but, um, but they don't, they don't understand how gratifying it is when you see the dynamics in a family change when you see parents that were really hovering and no, don't touch that. And no, put that down and none of that to letting them 
explore a little bit further on their own. They don't see those changes that I've seen. And the kids that are out in nature for the first time at six years old, I mean, really out in nature, you know, and it's, and it's not so far from home, but people don't, they just don't, they just don't realize, you know, what it's like. And, and the kids get that sense of achievement and that sense of freedom and they, they're able to learn where the boundaries are as well, aren't they really? And I think that's, it's a, it's a great, great, great self-confidence builder. Um, kids know their limits and they learn their limits. And if we don't allow them to skin their knees sometimes and fall out of a tree sometimes or whatever may happen, we know what's going to happen if they're disconnected, right? The rise in childhood obesity, type 2 diabetes, childhood depression, and so forth. We know what those potentials are because that's what's happening. Uh, there are some inherent risks involved in getting outside, but they're not as great as the risks are. We put our kids in organized sports. We put them in football where they get concussions. We put them in where they get broken bones, but we're not, let, we're not letting them climb a tree because they might fall out, you know? And kids do know their own boundaries. They know their own limitations and they're able to learn them as they go. You'll see kids change, you know, very um, kind of trepidatious at the beginning, you know, kind of cautious and, watching the other kids more and pretty soon though there's they're running with the pack kind of at the back and pretty soon they're at the middle and and it allows some kids also to be leaders that in other settings may not be leaders for instance you know you have a child who's may not be the sports star they may not be into sports they may not be that but outside they're a leader they can be a leader and and invent games and you know create things and build forts and it's just it's a it's really a magical thing. And you asked me if I had any other pieces of advice or, you know, words to say, I, I guess it would be that I know it's hard to fit things in. And we've got, everybody has very busy lives between homework, which is a whole nother topic. <laughs> um, and the structured activities that we get our kids in because everybody wants the best for their kids. We, we want them to excel at sports and they've got to have certain things on their resumes to get into college and be successful in life. But somewhere along the way, we've forgotten to let them be kids. Yeah. And so I'm just as much an advocate of that through nature mm -hmm. as I am as just simply connecting kids to nature because you could take environmental um, studies and learn about all the facts and everything, but that's not the same thing as really letting a kid just play and be in nature. You know, there, there are two different things and they're both important, but really it's important to, I think it was um, Sobel that said that you've got to let kids kind of be savages at first. I could be wrong on, on the, the quote of it, but um, you've got to let kids just really explore and sometimes destroy and, mm -hmm connect and build and just like the kid who's got to take apart the radio to figure out how it works you know we can't scream every time a kid breaks a leaf off of a tree because they're figuring out how it works and when they figure out how it works they're going to fall in love with it and they're going to then take care of it and so that's really our future is involved so as as challenging as it can be to get nature back on the calendar and let your kids get out there you with them because it involves us taking time out of our schedules as well um, the benefits are are tremendous, and um, I think most people find that it's it's well worth the effort as they become more connected to each other and the natural world. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and it sometimes it's the littlest things that you know some of the things mm -hmm. that we've discussed, the littlest things that have the biggest impact on kids and on families. So um, that's true. Thank you very much. So that so the 
the uh, the motto is just get out there. Yes, and just get out there, just do it. A little bit at a time. So, okay, well, how do we find more about what you do, Janice, and the Family Adventures in Nature Club and all the, all the great things you're doing? Okay, well, thank you. Um, the, one of the main resources I'm sure is going to be brought up on more than one occasion is the Children and Nature Network, which is childrenandnature.org. Um, I can be contacted through them. My email is Janice at childrenandnature.org. Um, our Family Nature Club has a website. It's family, www.familyadventuresinnature.org. Um, and it people, I, it's like lots of fun. <laughs> it it is, it's really is a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. So, and anybody who's wanting to even think about starting up a club, would I would welcome them to contact me um, and, and I would give them whatever support that I can. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Of course. I'm sure um, I've learned a lot and um, I'm sure people listening and watching uh, will also have learned much about how we can get our kids connected in nature and really, you know, just be with them in doing that. Uh, so thank you, Janice, and um, sure. I wish you all the best and we will talk again soon. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Janice. She is great. That's it today on the show. Thank you so much for listening. And next week, I'm going to be talking about a little tool that I use to help families get outdoors more often, and it's called the Family Nature Bucket List. Stay tuned for that because it is a great tool. It's simple. It's so, so inexpensive. And let me tell you, Everyone I talk to about the Family Nature Bucket List is absolutely in love with it and has so much fun when they start to use it. And you don't even have to have a family to use it. It can use, be used for individuals, class groups, outdoor activity providers. I even know of a federal fish hatchery in Missouri in the USA who is considering using this as a tool to help engage visitors and help them learn and have fun at their fish hatchery. How cool is that? So stay tuned for that. It's going to be great. I love the bucket list. I know you will too. And if you'd like to get some great tips on how to get outdoors more often with your family and what to do when you're out there, make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter over at www.nurtureinnatureradio.com forward slash play. So now it's time to switch off whatever device you're listening on and on to your kids and nature and head outdoors for some great fun, learning and memory making with your family. I'm your host, Tanya Maloney, and I look forward to seeing you and your family outside. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening to Nurture in Nature Radio. Now let's go play outside. I'll race you to the door. See you again next week. Little trees need a chance to grow. It takes time and care. They're a lot like us, you know.